Hello and welcome to How About Them Huskers. My name is Will Noda Francesco, and I'm joined, as always, by my grandpa, Husker Dan, from Husker Max, um, from the beautiful state of Nebraska. Grandpa, how are you doing today? I'm doing super. It's starting to get real summer here. Sultry in the 80s. It's supposed to be close to 100 degrees coming up here in the next day or so. So eh, it's par for the course. It's Nebraska weather. <laughs> Yeah. You get the humidity, though, so it feels like what it is actually here, which it's 98 here, but 80 in Nebraska is going to feel pretty similar to 90 oh, in yeah. Colorado. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, we have uh, quite a bit of stuff to talk about today. Um, all, I think, yeah, all uh, Nebraska football related. So we're kind of starting to focus in on that now. Um, I mean, that's the main subject of this uh, podcast in general uh, to begin with, but uh, I know we were talking about the softball team last week. We talked about baseball and basketball before, um, but I think this is our first all football show. I could be wrong with that, but um, oh, one thing before we start, I know we said that Cole Pensick was going to be on here. Um, unfortunately, uh, due to some like comp- personal complications, uh, nothing, nothing bad is just some job stuff that came up. Uh, he was unable to make it today. Um, so sorry if we got your hopes up for that, but uh, we're going to try to get him on sometime. We want to ask him about the, uh, um, his perspective of the uh, Hale Kellogg or the Hail Mary that Jordan Westcamp was in that we talked to um, Jordan about and uh, some, some other great Nebraska moments, including the uh, big 10 championship where he got rattled by Wisconsin, but you have Taylor Martinez's amazing running Kenny Bell's block. So um, yeah, we're going to start with, uh, so some of these preview magazines are sort of coming out for college football and everyone, uh, grandpa says this every single year that everyone wants to get theirs out first. Uh, whoever can get theirs out first is like, oh, you win. You have the best predictions because you got yours out first. When in reality, it should be whoever gets those out. Like if you get out the day before the season, you know everything that's going on. That's probably going to be the most accurate uh, prediction. That's why the one that, that my favorite one, I think the favorite one of college football fans in general is Phil Steele's uh, yeah. college football preview. It's definitely the most in-depth. So it takes the longest to put together. Um, and he releases it later. It's not out yet. Uh, we will definitely go over that when it does get out. Oh, or sorry, when it when he does finally uh, put that out. And um, yeah, I mean, so we're kind of we're gonna look at the Athlon one today. Um, I we there the Lindy's one is also out. Grandpa has that one in front of him right now. I have the Athlon one in front of me. I couldn't get the uh, Lindy's one um, in time for the podcast, but um, the. The, the, the predictions that Athlon has, Nebraska, they have them coming in fifth in the West behind Wisconsin, Purdue, Iowa, Minis- and Minnesota. Um, Grandpa, what do, you, what do you think of that? You think that's accurate? You think that Nebraska is being undervalued because of last, the, the last three or four years? Well, you are what your record says you are. And when you're three and nine, they have to put somebody in that fifth spot. I mean, think about them. They don't – well – they, they probably know a lot about Nebraska, but, but based on, you know, the, they had, we had to replace five uh, head coaches and not head coaches, but assistant coaches. And it's like, where else can you put Nebraska? I mean, give me a reason why we should be ranked ahead of Iowa. They have a very stable program. Purdue beat us last year. Um, you know, I'm, I'm fine because these things don't really mean that much now. Uh, And I would hope that the players take a look at that and say, hey, we're not fifth in the West. If you're fifth in the West, if you're fifth in the East, (laughs) you're probably still a pretty good football team. But in the West, eh, 
Yeah. Good. Yeah. But well, and I, yeah. I don't, the way I look at it is these things are, it's conversation and we talk about it and, and it's fine and exciting. There's 77 days left until kickoff for the, for the uh, Dublin game. So uh, we're, we're getting down here. I start to, you know, get, you know, excited. And uh, so I, I can't wait. Those 77 days can't go by fast enough. Yeah. Yeah. Same, same for me. And I mean, with the, with the Purdue thing, I get like not trying to overreact to this at all. Uh, Nebraska only lost to Purdue by five points last year and played them pretty competitively. And I think could have won. Uh, so, I mean, give that, I mean, you're going to have to give something. The West is so hard to predict because all the teams could either be very decent and get killed by Ohio state or Michigan in the big 10 championship game, or be very bad and not make to the big 10 championship game. Uh, so I don't, I, I don't know. I think that Nebraska has a shot. I think these top five teams really have a shot at uh, the, the big 10 West crown. Uh, I, th- I include Nebraska in that because I believe that Nebraska is going to be a lot better than last year. Uh, you give those one score games and, you bring in all these new transfers, you flip everything around. I think that that will be a big uh, spark for Nebraska, uh, hopefully. Uh, I, but in, in in my eyes, I'm seeing that Nebraska is going to definitely turn it around this year. And uh, I think Scott Frost will be there for a few more years. I don't know. Well, this is probably a conversation for another time, but I don't know if, like, if Scott Frost stays, if we – if Nebraska's season is a success, that's well, hard for me to say. Uh, and w- w- it's going to be hard to determine if we blame, not blame it, uh, pin this on the uh, transfers coming in, or if we blame it on Scott Frost making these right coaching decisions. So it, it will be something that we'll have to talk about at the end of the season. I believe, I don't know if we'll be able to figure out during the season, uh, but depending on how it goes, I think that Nebraska is definitely going to be better than three and nine and uh, contend with some of these teams a lot well, more then, than uh, last year. And Lindy's has us in fourth in the West behind Wisconsin, uh, Iowa, and Purdue. So, you know, they're a little bit kinder to us. But, yeah, I, if when you win, let's say when rather than if, yeah, it won't matter if it's the players, the coaches, the weather, the balloons not being in the air. Or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's we don't care. We just want to get there and and being three and nine and having six out of the last seven seasons is is with losing record is something that Nebraska fans, I can tell you, are not uh, not accustomed to. And people will say, "Well, you guys are just spoiled." Yeah, and your point is, yeah, of course we're spoiled. Yeah, uh, we had we had great teams and great coaches and and continuity for forty plus years and and since that time we've had chaos and hopefully this will be the start of turning things around. I that's all we can hope for. Yeah, yeah. And um, I yeah, wanted to, I wanted to talk. Yeah, go ahead. About uh, Husker fans salute the troops. I helped co-found that organization, and I'll be brief. We're having a golf scramble the twenty fourth of June. It's at the Ashland Golf Club in Ashland, Nebraska. You can uh, register online, huskersalute.org. Um, and if you can, if you can donate money to that, or if you can play, either way, that would be great. What we do is is uh, salute, serve, and support our men and women of the uh, armed forces, and it's a great, great cause. There'll be um, former Husker football players there. Mickey Joseph is going to be our featured speaker. He will talk about the upcoming 
uh, Husker football season, and I'm really anxious. I've met him, uh, visited with him before, and he's uh, he's a great guy, engaging, has a billion stories, and uh, uh, you know he's he bleeds Husker red, even though he's from Louisiana. He he played quarterback for Nebraska, and uh, was a fine player, and I I I think uh, he has great future in front of him. But once again, Husker fans salute the troops. And the website is huskersalute.org. The, uh, the shotgun uh, scramble starts at 10 a.m. And I think registration's at 8.30. But uh, uh, Ashland is just midway between Omaha and Lincoln. So any people who are in the Omaha and Lincoln area, you, you're, you're there in 20 minutes. And uh, you'll have a great time, great food. There's going to be some awesome door prizes. Will and I will be there. Yeah, most important. Most important. I was gonna yeah. say. <laughs> so if you want to, if you want to meet us when we're in the same place for once, yeah, come on down. So uh, and introduce yourself. I have people do that occasionally, and uh, it's always fun to talk to those readers or those listeners. And and uh, uh, so yeah, once again, uh, it's June twenty fourth at the Ashland Golf Club, Ashland, Nebraska. And you can register online at huskersalute.org and uh, look forward to seeing. I think you'll have a blast. Will, you've never yeah. been to one of those, and this is your no. first one. Yeah. Uh, but you will have a great time, I can assure you. So we'll look forward yeah, really to seeing, seeing some of the uh, listeners and the readers out there to come support a great, great cause. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and you probably, I mean, we don't have any video stuff out, so um, I'll try to tell you guys what I'm going to wear probably next week or something, just so you can look for someone and you're not going up to random people and like listening <laughs> to and talk for a little bit and be like, do I recognize that voice? Uh, well, I guess kind of, uh, and then ask, and then if it's wrong, then that's just awkward. Uh, so I don't want that to happen to you guys. So, uh, I will, I will try to get out what, uh, at least I'll be wearing and then I can point you towards grandpa. Um, he'll be wearing Husker stuff. I'll be wearing I'll Husker be the stuff. oldest one there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you guys that next week so that, uh, you can, you can know where to find me or not where to find me, you know, where to find me, uh, to know, uh, where I like to be able to, uh, spot me visually instead of audibly. Um, we're going to talk about the offensive line. You want to talk about the latest, uh, high school commit to the Huskers? Yeah. Yeah. So we talked about this, I believe last week, um, yeah, it was a big, now. big recruiting week for Nebraska football. Right. Um, and so one of the guys we talked about was Brock Knudsen. Uh, he's from Scotts Bluff, Nebraska and six, seven, two seventy, And he's only in high school. So <laughs> this kid's only going to get bigger and maybe taller. I don't know. Um, but just absolute monster. Uh, I watched some of his high school tapes, watched some of him doing some like camps and stuff like that in Kansas. And, um, he will throw people. There was uh they were doing like a defensive line versus offensive line drill. And uh, the camera was on him and he just like took his hands and just threw this defensive lineman to the ground, no pads or anything. So he's literally throw like, he can't grab, grab underneath his pads or anything of that. So he just threw him to the ground um, just with his hands. It was insane. And this is obviously this kid's not going to be here until next year, but we don't lose that much on the offensive line, really, uh, as much as I, like as far as I can think. We have a lot of sophomores, a lot of juniors, uh, a few seniors, not too many. I think we only have two or three. So 
not like a lot lost and you're adding in this great piece in Brock Knudsen uh, for, for the offensive line. And I think Nebraska offensive line, we'll, we'll get to this later. That's what the whole show's about is uh, the, uh, well, I guess the main topic of the show is going to be the offensive line. Um, we're going to preview that, but the, the bringing him in is going to be such an amazing, that's like, like, I think I talked about this last week that uh, if, Nebraska get him, that's a huge win because those other guys, yes, five stars, athlete, and uh, I believe it was a cornerback or something like that. I forget uh, now thinking back. But um, getting Brock Knudsen, there's not that many great offensive linemen that you can get over recruiting. There's there's a good amount, obviously, but there's not like the same amount as our wide receivers, running backs, quarterbacks, that because being a good offensive lineman, it matters more kind of about your genetics and your build Uh quarterback. I mean, you see people like Kyler Murray, who's really tiny. I think he's shorter than I am uh, by quite a bit. And uh, he he's running around. He's in the NFL. And then you see guys like uh, there was the kid from Nevada that played in the uh, bowl game that he was he was six, nine or something like that. And he was the tallest quarterback ever to start a game in uh, football. And I think he got drafted as a free agent or something um, to, I don't remember what team specifically, cause I didn't really care that much about Nevada football, obviously, but um, offensive lineman is a huge get recruiting uh, and getting someone like Brock is just uh, absolutely amazing. You know, uh, I was going through, since we already mentioned Lindy's, I went through just to see who they were projecting as uh, as starters on the offensive line, and uh, if you start with left tackle Teddy Prohaska, that dude is 6'9", 305. He's a sophomore, and then at left guard you have Nuradin Nueli, who's a transfer from Colorado State. He's six four, three fifteen. Your center, who Trent Hickson, he's played center in the past. He's replacing Cam Jurgens, uh, who opted for the NFL. But Trent is a just a little tyke, 6'4", 320, <laughs> and he's a senior. Uh, and then they have on the other side, on the right guard spot, is Kevin Williams, a kid who transferred from northern Colorado. And he's 6'5", 330. He's a senior, so you're going to lose Trent and Kevin Williams. And then at right tackle, you have Turner Corcoran, and uh, he's 6'6", 300. So – Every one of those guys, now that they're saying who's a projected starter, are 300 or over. And uh, then then they're leaving out, uh, they didn't even mention Hunter Anthony. And that guy is a monster. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's a transfer from Oklahoma State. He's 6'6, 320. I mean, you look just at the numbers, just set aside uh, the, uh, the, the names here, but just the, these are battleships, and I, I got to believe that we can run the ball effectively. And if we can do that and give the quarterback time to, when he does, uh, you know, pass, that he's not running for his life the way the, the last guy did. It, yeah. and Martinez was a great player, uh, but he didn't – I mean, he was struggling. I mean, and, and he made the most of what he could, but – I counted up, I think, I don't know if you've done that, Will, with you got Williams and Hunter Anthony, um, and then you got Ethan Piper, 
Bryce Benhart, Nuruddin Noeli, which we already talked about, and Turner Cochran, Teddy Prohaska, Trent Hickson. Um, I already talked about him. Um, and then, so you have about maybe nine uh, offensive linemen who have experienced, already played. They're big guys. Um, Brock Bando, 6'5, 315. Uh, Brent Banks is 305. He's 6'7. It's like, you know, uh, I think we'll be fine, uh, barring, I suppose, injuries. But y- yeah, you got to look at the numbers there. And, and credit, uh, well, I don't know how much Donovan had. I'm sure he had his hand in these offensive line, particularly these, these two uh, transfers. But, uh, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta be kind of, you know, optimistic. I, I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but, uh, there, there's some, there's some beef on that offensive line. Yeah. Well, and I mean, as you said, injuries can really change stuff, but even if Nebraska gets injuries, you still have like what you said, you counted up, you said nine, um, players right. that have previous experience. So right. there's only five on the offensive line. Um, right. So, I mean, uh, the, I mean, you have, if someone gets injured, you have depth too. You have almost a whole other line you can put in that has experience right. in games against right. big teams. So, and the, the only two players that we lost from last year with Cam Jurgens, we talked about him. He's, he was starting center for three years. And then Matt Zichterman just decided to give up football. Uh, he was uh, he played in all twelve games, and, uh, and I, I had it down here that I thought he had transferred, but I don't think so. I think he's just just uh, decided not to uh, to to play football anymore. Yeah, that's interesting. I don't. I mean, him and uh, Xavier Betts doing that is. I mean, I get that they're making decisions for themselves, but it's kind of weird. Well, um, the other thing is that. <laughs> Both Xavier and Matt Zichterman are leaving with NIL just in the thick. And it's like, why wouldn't you want to stick around and see how much gravy there was to put on yeah. your potatoes? Yeah, no kidding. I think the entire Alabama offensive line got signed to some NIL deal. So, I mean, it doesn't like you could just be a part of the offensive line and get money for it. Right. You don't have to like it's hard to be a star on the offensive line. Uh, the guys that do do that usually go first in the draft or you play for Alabama and just everyone's crazy um, on the offensive line. So, I mean, it, it is kind of weird that they're leaving now with all this NIL money, especially Xavier Betts, because I think he had, um, I guess from a business perspective, he had a very marketable um, like play style kind of, he's that flashy wide receiver that can make the big plays. Right. Um, and I think he, I thought he was going to have a breakout year this year. Um, but him leaving, I mean, again, this is there, those guys are making the decision for themselves. Um, I just, um, I, I wonder if they weighed in NIL, they probably did the, they, they have people to help them make these decisions and stuff like that is a big decision. Um, the, the coaching staff in Nebraska is uh, great. Hey, every college is great about making sure their guys are doing the best thing for themselves. Um, not just the program, uh, for the most right. part, at least. Right. Um, you know, a couple of things that the Husker offensive line is going to have to improve on is uh, rushing. 2001, a Nebraska rushed for an average of 200, just over 200 yards a game, and that dropped last year to 180 yards a game. 
and uh, they've given up a lot of sacks uh, last year. Um, and so if they can shore up those two things and, and, and I, it, it, we were, as, a, as you said, we were going to have Cole Pensick on here and he would give his expertise on the nuances of playing in the offensive line. And, uh, and Cole played uh, guard and he played center. Um, and I'm not sure where else on that. He's not a very big guy. So probably uh, those two positions, but uh, you know, I'm not sure how all this can gel in several months. I mean, these kids are just new. They went through spring practice. Most of them did. Um, but how that's the task of Donovan Raiola to make all that gel come August 27th. And, and I think that if they can do that, I think that is a monumental achievement. I really do. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that this offensive line, if they're, if they're gelled as, as you're saying that I don't think they're going to crack this, this is an offensive line that is um, they're big. They move people around. Um, they can throw people. We've seen, uh, I was watching highlights of Kevin Williams uh, junior at uh, when, when he was at Northern Colorado playing Colorado playing Washington state, and he's throwing around their defensive linemen Uh Obviously, those two places are not defensive line powerhouses, but it's still Power Five football, and this is an FCS school. It, it, Northern Colorado is an FCS school, so him getting in there and throwing these guys around yeah. uh, is just—I mean, like he. I was also going through his. Um, I was looking at his Twitter real quick, um, and he has a, a video of he did an interview with uh, someone at Nebraska, um, talking about like kind of to help Nebraska fans get to know him a little bit better. And uh, he was talking about how he just wants to get in here and compete, which is, that's the mindset I want for my offensive line. If I'm, uh, if I'm uh, Donovan Raiola, I want these guys that are ready to grind for you and just go crazy on these defensive linemen, throw them around. Uh, you need that in the big 10 because being one dimensional in the big 10 is you're not going to do well. We right. saw that with Nebraska last year, they could only hit big. They were only good at hitting big plays kind of, and the risks they had to take to get that lost them more games than it won them. And yeah. that gives you the three and nine record. So you get these guys to gel, you get them to uh, be, be a rock for this offense together. And that's going to improve your passing game significantly and the running game. So you open up two dimensions to Nebraska. Nebraska really was only one dimensional last year with just the passing. Um, and well, then, then, Adrian, then your and Adrian running, running then around. Then your, your quarterback is, is the leading rusher on the team. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And that, I mean, and that's just when plays break down and there's enough holes that he can run through the defense to begin with. So, and it, you also have less risk of injury for quarterbacks. So like that, we saw Adrian deal with knee issues a bunch uh, during his career. He kept getting injured um, and that's not his fault. That's not, I'm not saying that Adrian's weak or anything like that. I don't, none of these guys are weak, but um, that's just the offensive line, letting these guys through and then you get hit in the right spot and you're, you're done. And Adrian's lucky that it was only three to four games uh, and then he'd come back and look kind of gimpy and not play well and the rascal would lose. And then he'd try to get back on track. It would take a couple games. You don't have that in a 11 game season. It's not the NFL where you can give a guy one game to be like, okay, we'll be fine. Um, like you can't do that in an 11 game season where every single game 
matters or sorry, I should uh, no 11, 11. Uh, I was going to say, should say 12, but no 11 games. Um, and especially during conference play, every single conference game matters. Um, these, these games all matter. You can't have your star player, one of your star players being injured because your offensive line is, uh, either not physically capable or is not mentally capable of, uh, pushing these defensive linemen back and, keeping away from the quarterback to give him four seconds, four seconds. Doesn't seem like that much time. I mean, I've never played offensive line. Uh, I have played quarterback. So I understand that four seconds seems like in a really fast as a quarterback, if also as an offensive lineman, it might be an eternity. I have no clue, um, but you got to give him three to four seconds. And these, that, that's what quarterbacks are trained to do. Three to four seconds, find your guy throw. Uh, if he's not there, hand it off or improvise. Like there's, there's gotta be, something. And I think that this offensive line uh, that Nebraska has with basically, they basically have two offensive lines of experience, as I said before, and uh, they're, they'll, they'll, they'll protect uh, Casey Thompson better than he was at Texas. I believe Texas offensive line wasn't super great um, from, from what I've seen and, uh, and observed. So they'll protect Casey Thompson. We have a new running back core. We already talked about that. Um, and that running back court, as soon as those guys get past on a scrimmage, watch out. Uh, because they can hit you. Uh, Anthony Grant, I've talked about him. I've been, I'm riding the Anthony Grant train all the way to the Big Ten Championship in like three years, hopefully, or maybe this year. Well, who knows? Um, but uh, I'm, I'm riding that all the way. You, you let him uh, get through that line, get through that first level of defense to the second level, and he's gone. Uh, no, I don't think anyone can catch him. No one has the speed. Um, he's, he's got the uh, agility. But uh, if you want to hear more about the running back part of that, go back and listen to our episode um, called Running Back Roundup from a few weeks ago. And, uh, yeah, this this offensive line is going to be the key to Nebraska's offense, I believe. Do you think, uh, you know, Donovan Raiola, he he never really is coached at, uh, in a, on the college level at, at a, you know, division power five conference level. He was, uh, he was uh, kind of the offensive line coach for the Chicago bears. I know if football is football, but do you think he's going to have some kind of le- learning curve in his first year at Nebraska? Or do you think, as I said, football is football? Um, well, I mean, coming from the NFL to college is different than going from college to the NFL, obviously uh, coaching wise, because the guys in the NFL, they're all professionally done this for a long time, especially the offensive linemen. I think if you probably, if you look at offensive linemen, like ages across the league, you're going to see the oldest like section of uh, like the average age of players is probably going to be the highest among offensive linemen. So you get that experience. These guys have that experience, but not as much as the NFL guys. I think it helps them a lot that so many of these guys have experience because it, if, we had a bunch of freshmen or yeah. freshmen and sophomores that had not played that much. Then I think there's a problem there because he's got to teach them things like that. Whereas he didn't have to teach the offensive line in Chicago with the, with the bears, that stuff, because those guys already knew that they've been doing it for four to five years uh, at least. So I think that it works out well that we're getting these transfers in Kevin Williams, Jr. And Hunter Anthony, and that uh, you're bringing guys in or bringing guys back, I should say, like Teddy Prohaska and uh, Trent Hickson and Nerd and Nueli. 
uh, who have experience in game have started multiple games yep. uh, in Big Ten play. So I think it'll work out well. We'll have to. I, I think that uh, getting these guys to gel is going to be his biggest right. thing, uh, as as we've been talking about, and that is going to be the hardest thing for him, I believe, because in the NFL, getting guys to gel is kind of. I mean, they the the guys in the NFL uh, are on average f- have more football smarts than guys in college. And they know in the NFL what it takes to win because you have to either be a standout on your team or you got to be on a team that you got to be like doing really well on a team that uh, wins and you, you, you know how to win. That's why these players from Alabama are so successful in the NFL. They know how to win. Uh, They know what to do to win. So the, 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 the gelling part is going to be the hardest for him because you don't really have to do that in the NFL. You don't have to get those guys to gel so much because they understand that we got to come together as a team. We have to like, we as the offensive line have to be a rock together to protect a quarterback, open up blocks for the run game and open up our offense basically. Yeah, I I do think that's going to be a challenge and, and uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I, what I hear of, uh, of Riola, he's a no-nonsense guy. He is do it this way and you'll be successful. I think he's a great teacher. And uh, so we'll just have to see. Uh, we're uh, 77 days away from uh, kickoff, so I can't, can't wait. Yeah, no, me neither. It's going to be fun. He's got 77 days to uh, figure out this offensive line thing or in, at least gel them. So, yeah, um, yeah I, I think it'll come together. But uh, we'll we'll have to see. Yeah, fall camp starts in a little over a month. I think they start toward the end of July because they got a August twenty seventh kickoff. So, but yeah, it's going to be exciting. I just I can't wait. So uh, I just wanted to put in a before we close. I don't know if you have anything more to say. No, I don't have anything more to say. Uh, well, actually, one quick thing. Uh, we didn't really talk about this, but Frank, Frank Solich got on the uh, College Football Hall of Fame ballot. I don't know when they decide who gets in the College Football Hall of Fame, but uh, he made it onto the ballot, former Nebraska coach. So that's uh, that's worth noting. But, uh, yeah, go, go ahead, Greg. Yeah, somebody asked me if that if I agree with that, that he should be on there. And, I, you know, I, I like Frank, and he got really railroaded at Nebraska by Steve Peterson. It was just one of those cruel – uh, inexcusable errors that has helped lead this program to where it is now from yeah. where it used to be. And, uh, and Harvey Perlman and Steve Peterson have nobody to blame, uh, but themselves for, for that. But, uh, that's a discussion for another day, but, uh, yeah, I, 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 I'd have to look into more of it. Um, did he win any, he played for or his team played for a national championship in 2001. Um, got, railroaded by, you know, a really good, a great, actually, Miami uh, football team. So Yeah, one uh, of the greatest football teams of all time, yeah, I would say. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I had to give that some thought. But the, the only thing I wanted to plug again is, uh, is our uh, Husker fan salute the troops golf scrambles coming up June 24th at the Ashland Golf Club in beautiful Ashland, Nebraska. It is uh, Friday. It's Friday, June 24th, and the shotgun is at 10 o'clock. To register, you can go online, do it on huskersalute.org. 
Again, huskersalute.org. Be there and you get to you get to meet Will and Husker Dan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I will put that link in the show notes uh, of the, the huskersalute.org. I'll put that in the show notes so it's easy. You, right there, you guys can click on it and uh, go, go to that website. So, yeah. Uh, I got nothing else. Anything else you got about this nope. uh, offensive line, Grandpa? Happy trails to you. Happy trails <laughs> to you. Until awesome. we meet again. All right. And uh, we will be back next week with defensive line. Uh, I don't think we're bringing anyone on for that. Um, So, but if you have any questions for us uh, that you want to be answered, like, Hey, Will, what are you going to be wearing? Just kidding. Don't ask me that. I did say I was going to tell you that next week. So, uh, so you can find me at the (laughs) golf scramble. Uh, But if you have any questions for us, uh, email them to wrswpodcast at gmail.com. wrswpodcast at gmail.com once again. And um, yeah, thank you guys so much for downloading again. We had, uh, I think our first episode that it was just grandpa and I uh, talking, no guests or anything, uh, break a hundred downloads for the episode, uh, the last episode from last week. So thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, that that means a lot to us that uh, you guys care enough. Uh, this is just about me and grandpa. And uh, we, we love doing this podcast for you guys. And uh, I didn't say this last week, uh, so I'll say it, uh, especially this week, this podcast is for you guys, uh, not for us. If you're not downloading, uh, we don't have a show because, uh, otherwise, I mean, we're just talking to no one. I'm just talking to grandpa. And then for some reason I bought a $24 mic for nothing, uh, just, so, just so grandpa can hear me better, <laughs> which seems like that would, that would be a, uh, uh, not a frugal, uh, way to spend money. So, um, but yes, make sure, tell your friends. Uh, tell everyone that you're meeting, tell them about the golf scramble. If they're, if they're wearing Nebraska stuff, say, Hey, do you like golf? And if they say no, tell them, uh, anyway, you should go to this golf scramble. Uh, maybe you should get clubs and you can like, you can, you can try out some golf with some, uh, awesome Husker players and, uh, some Husker, awesome Husker podcasters. Uh, oh, as well. Mickey Joseph too. Mickey Joseph. Yeah, and Mickey Joseph. Yes, true. <laughs> um, so maybe, maybe give that one up front because they'll probably be more intrigued by that. Uh, but anyway, yes, tell your, tell your friends, tell everyone about this, tell your uh, enemies. spread the word. Uh, yes, that too. Uh, <laughs> if you want to beat him at the golf course, uh, invite them and then kick their butt. If you're so confident in your golf abilities. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, that is all I have. Uh, we will be back next week with defensive line. As I said, uh, I can't think of anything else I need to say before we wrap up other than go big red. <laughs>